Don't stop praising our God because he's worthy of all the praise. Amen. Right? We, we welcome you here at the regular Baptist Church. We're excited to be in the house one more time. I don't know about you, but I can feel his presence in the house. It is our prayer to have a wonderful, awesome, passionate, conviction presence in this house. Allow the Holy Spirit to move like never before, and I guarantee you, You'll feel his presence like never before. Amen? Let us go to the throne of mercy. Father God, we come now. We just pause a while, God, to say thank you, God. We thank you because you've been so good to us, oh God. Look beyond our faults. It's so all our needs, oh God. God, we can count on you, God, when we need you the most, God. Oh God, you're always on time, God, to see about your children. We thank you, God, because why everything was going on last night, shooting and all kind of thing was taking place, God, but you did not let it come near us, oh God. And then, God, it was early this morning. 
It was nobody but you that touched with a finger of love. And our eyes beheld a brand new day. And now, God, we find ourselves here at the house of worship where prayers can be heard and mercy showed up can be found. Oh, God, we just give your name all of the honor, all of the glory and praise belongs to you, God, because there is nobody like you, God. God, you're so awesome in your way. You're so majestic, oh God. But we pause a while, God, to give you honor today, God. Because if it had not been for you on our side, Master, where would we be, God? You're still blessing us, God. You're still making a way for us, God. You've still been keeping us, oh God. You've still been watching over us, God. In spite of what's going on, God, you've been there for us, God. So therefore, God, we got to give you the glory. We got to give you the praise and the honor, God, that so rightfully belongs to you, God. It's our prayer, God, that you begin to move in the midst of all these families. Bless every family here today, oh God. If they're going to bless the man of God who's going to declare your word, let a powerful word come out of his mouth, oh God. Bless him because we know one thing, God. One word from you will make everything all right. So we thank you, we bless you, we give you all the honor and glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints of God say, Amen. Hallelujah. We worship you, oh God. You are worthy to be praised. Can you say that in your own voice? We worship you, our Lord. You are, come on, worthy to be praised. Do it again. We worship you our Lord in your own voice you are okay okay remember that you are Alpha and Omega we Give him glory, give him honor, 
Amen. Why don't you come on and worship the Lord and give him some praises and some honor. Amen. I want to go into prayer. Brother Otis, come adjust both of these. I think they are off. And so I thank God for the spirit that he has given to us this morning, his presence thank God for the anointing that's upon those the music department that's singing God bless you brother August brother Knox brother August and sister Washington for allowing the spirit of God to move I want us to go into prayer and pray and ask God for his spirit to continue to be with us this morning for guidance and directions let us all go in to prayer. Father, we come right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would roam and have your way in the sanctuary. We need you right now. We need you to consecrate us. We need you to use us to anoint us, oh God. Direct us and guide us. Lord, it's all about you. We're turning it over to you right now. In Jesus' precious name. And we all say, amen, amen, amen. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to pick up uh, on the third person in the Godhead. Um, we talked about uh, in order to know God. You have to know Jesus. And so I want to also look at uh, this morning uh, the need for the Holy Spirit. The need for the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so there's a need for the Holy Spirit. And so as we get into the word of God. And begin to focus upon the need of the Holy Spirit. We will understand why that when you have God, you have Jesus. You do have to have the Holy Spirit. Uh, I want to go to John chapter 16 and 7 in the Amplified. And, and be fact, in fact, before I even... Uh, yeah, John 16 and 7. Let's go to John 16 and 7 real quick. That's on the screen. And, and then I want you to write this, these scriptures down. That's going to be a blessing to you. And let's listen. Listen to what Jesus said. He says, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away. The helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship 
with you. So it's under, understand that what Jesus, he makes this statement out to his disciples that he says, it's for your benefit that I depart from here. He says, it's a must. I have to go back to the father. He says, because if I don't take the trip to go back to heaven from which I came, he says, there's no way possible that the helper will come. You hear that? Listen, Jesus, he was there in Jerusalem talking to his disciples. And he told them, he said, listen, he says, if I don't go back to my father, my father will not release the Holy Spirit. And he said, it's a must that this trip take place. Because he says, if I don't go, look what he's saying, if I don't go. He says, um, for if I do not go, look, the helper, comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, counselor, strengthener. That's everything that I need. He's my helper. He's my comforter. He's my advocate. He's my intercessor. He's my counselor, my strengthener, standby. And then not only that, he says the Holy Spirit uh, to be in close fellowship with him is something that you and I need on a daily basis. So God said, I got to go so that I can send him. Now, understanding the Holy Spirit is so important. Go with me now to 1 John. And I'm going to be uh, in this next verse. I need you to look at it. I'm going to be between the King James and I'm going to switch over to the Amplified so that we can have an understanding in it. And that's the 1 John uh, um, chapter 5, verse 6 and 8. Let's go there real quick. I'm going to take your time and go there. 1 John chapter 5. And I'm going to go to the King James on it first. Uh, verse 5 and 6. 1 John chapter 5. And I'm going to start, uh, in fact, I'm going to start with verse 6, 6 to 8. 1 John chapter 5, verse 6 to 8. And I'm going to do some more reading in this, but I'm going to switch over with the Amplified in a few minutes. So King James, you, you all have that? You write that down? For those that is watching us live, amen, you may want to write this down. 1 John chapter 5, verse 6 says, This is he that came by water and, be, and what blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that what? Buried witness because the spirit is true. I want, I want to get that understanding because, in fact, so you can understand it more, uh, go, go up to verse 5 for me. And I want you to look at that because you need to get it before I can go farther. Go to verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? Now, understand that. So that's a twofold message. He's talking about Jesus and you and I. You see that? Jesus and you and I. But he that what? Believe it that Jesus is what? The son of God. Now, then verse 6 talks about how he came. And not only how he came, but in order for you to be an overcomer, you must come the same way. See, look at it. Look at it carefully. This is he, the overcomer, that came by water and what? Then it says, even who? Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit, that's why you need the spirit, the Holy Spirit, that is a witness. Because the Holy Spirit is of only truth. That's your witness. Verse 7, for there are three that bear record in where? Heaven and what? The Father the word, and the who. And these three are what? 
meaning that the Father, the Word, and the Word is Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Now, they bear witness. Now, understand this is why you need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit bears witness of what takes place in heaven and what heaven has to offer to us. See, that's why you need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit lets you know it's a witness that where Jesus is is a witness where God is. These three, along with the Holy Spirit, come into agreement as one. Here it is. is that God is the operator, Jesus is the administrator, and the Holy Spirit is the worker. God owns everything. He placed Jesus in charge to carry it out. And then the orders are sifted to the Holy Spirit for manifestation. All right. Now, uh, let's look at this next verse. Then I'm going to switch over to the King James Version. And it says, and there are three that bear witness in earth. The spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in what? All right. Now. With that in mind, I want to go over to the Amplified, and I want to go back over that in Amplified, and I want to go to verse 6 and go down a little bit, and then we're going to switch over, all right? Uh, uh, bear with me a few minutes, because I want you to understand these verses here. Verse 6, 1 John chapter 5, verse 6 in the Amplified. This is he who came through water and blood, and what does it say? His what? You got to be baptized, church. You see that? You have to be baptized. A lot of folk ask the question, do I need to be baptized? Of course. You have to be baptized. Now watch this. Understand the baptism. The understanding of going through baptism is spiritually symbolic. It says water being submerged in the water because it represents the old man dying. You understand? The old man. And it's public announcing I'm not ashamed of the gospel I'm not ashamed to let nobody know that I am a child of God and so the baptism that Jesus went through was a baptism of the natural man the natural man went into the grave and when you come up you come up a supernatural man one full with the Holy Spirit now watch this now, and then it says, and blood. It says his baptism and death means is that you have to acknowledge that there was a price paid for your sins to redeem you back to God. And so these are the things that you and I must do. We must be baptized and we must acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the one who was the ram. The one that redeemed us by dying and shedding of his blood. All right, now watch what the text says. Uh, um, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. It is the Holy Spirit who does what? Who testifies because the Spirit is the what? Truth. He is the essence and the origin of truth itself. In other words... For verse 7 say, for there are three witnesses, the spirit and the water and the blood, and these three are in agreement. Their testimony is perfectly consistent. So other words is that baptism is a testimony, the blood is a testimony, and the Holy Spirit is a testimony, and the Holy Spirit is what reveals to us everything concerning why you need to be baptized and why you need to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus. It's constantly in us telling us what the Lord did. All right, now I want to uh, read these couple of verses and I just need you to know this for your hearing. And then we're going uh, to go further concerning the Holy Spirit. Verse 9, if we accept as we do the testimony of men... That is, if we are willing to take the sworn statement of flammable humans as evidence, the testimony of God is greater, far more authoritative, for this is the testament, testament, testimony of God that he has what? Testified regarding his son. The one 
who believes, watch this, listen to this. The one who believes in the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies confidently on him as Savior, has this testimony within himself. Because he can speak authoritative about Christ from his own personal experience. The one who does not believe God in this way has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed in the evidence that God has given him regarding his son. Last verse. And the testimony is this. God has given us, what did he give us? Eternal life. Watch this. We all Ready, possess it. Did y'all hear that? We already have it. Yeah. It's the answer. This is why you need the Holy Spirit. It is giving you a testimony. It's testifying to you and I right now. We have eternal life. You already possess it. Nobody can steal it away from you. You already have a right. To the tree of life. You already have your name in the Lamb Book of Life. Oh, that's good to know. Right now, no matter what, no matter what comes next, I'm already saved. That's the number one thing I want you to understand. So the Holy Spirit is in. You don't have to doubt it. God's saying, I send the Holy Spirit, the testament. He's testifying to you what he already knows. You're already saved. Watch this. And, and, that, and this life is in who? His son. Resulting in our what? Spiritual completeness. And eternal what? Companionship with who? With God. Now, so that now that I know this and God is giving me this, how is God's giving me this? God is giving to me this through the presence of the Holy Ghost. Now go with me here, uh, 1 Corinthians, write this down. Go with me to 1 Corinthians. Amen. 1 Corinthians, uh, go with me to chapter, uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 10 and 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 12. And in fact, while you're going to 10, I'm going to go back up to 9. Because I want you to know. Why you need the Holy Spirit. Uh, put nine up there for me. Y'all have that? Watch this. Let's read it together. But just as it is written in Scripture, things which the eyes have not seen and the ears have not heard and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has what? Prepared for those who what? Anybody love the Lord? Huh? Okay, watch this. Uh, who hold him in a what? An affectionate what? I love you, God. Mm, my God. You're a God all by yourself. I honor you. I reverence you. Huh? Who what? Obey him. And who what? Gratefully recognize the benefit that he what? So anybody believe that God has benefits for him? Anybody, anybody in here believe that God has great things for you? Now, I, I want you to understand why you have a need of the Holy Spirit. Place the verse back up, and let's look at the next verse. Uh, uh, verse 10, verse 10, verse 10. Let's verse 10. Let's place it up. Okay. Now, watch this. It says, for God has what? For God has unveiled them. And what? Reveal them to us through what avenue? The Holy Spirit. Is that a need for the Holy Spirit so that I know what God has for me, the plans he has for me, the great things that eyes have never seen, ears have never heard. That's why I can just be tenacious. That's why I can come up with some radical, crazy dreams. God showed me this. God told me this. That's why I get up in the morning and I run to say, Lord, thank you. Yeah, because he says... He says here, he says that, 
uh, uh, eyes haven't seen, but he said, but you going to see it and hear it through the presence of the Holy Spirit. That's why it's a need. Okay, watch it. He says, uh, through the Holy Spirit, for the Spirit does what? Searches what? All things. How? Diligently. Even sounding and measuring the what? Profound depths of God. The divine counsels. And things far beyond human understanding. Good God Almighty. God, I need to know something. God have mercy. God, I want to hear from you. You, you. you know, you ever get to the point where you, you, you feel, God, I need something. You need to talk to me, God. Show me something beyond my human understanding. God said, if you connect with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to show you things eyes have never seen, ears have never heard of the things. Good God Almighty. Somebody say things. God, he, he moves it from the spirit realms and places it in the natural man's realm because he said things. <laughs> oh, God. And so, and so listen, I got to do one thing. I got to hit that ass. Somebody, I see somebody fanning. All right. I got to hit it one time. Okay. Then I'm going back over here. Now, okay. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him. So also no one knows the thoughts of God except what? The spirit of God. So that's why verse 12 is so important. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God so that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely, good God Almighty, given to us. Did you see that? I ain't got to do nothing to get it. <laughs> it's already mine. And it's free. My, my deliverance was free to me. Huh? It was a costly price. So listen, ain't nothing free, but God has sent his son to pay the price. And so now it's Free to me. All right. Now, all right. Uh, I want to go here uh, and, and speak of this thing because so now the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. And so the Holy Spirit, I need the Holy Spirit and so that I can know what God wants for my life. So I can know my purpose is only going to come through the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, go with me to Matthew 12 and, um, because I want you to understand uh, is 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 dangerous uh, not to have the Holy Spirit. Did y'all hear me? It's dangerous. It's dangerous, church. Tell your neighbor. Just tell your neighbor. It's dangerous not to have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, because let me tell you something. Uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, he he has a character. The Holy Spirit can be grieved, and the Holy Spirit can be quenched. But I tell you what. Uh, it's so dangerous not to have the Holy Spirit and it's dangerous to rise up against the Holy Spirit because the Bible said that God will forgive you about for everything except blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. Now, wait a minute. You, you telling me that Jesus will forgive me for everything except blaspheming the Holy Spirit. That's in the Bible. See, because all my life, I've been always told that all my sins has been forgiven. But not for blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. That's how important it is. Watch this. Go with me. Uh, Matthew 12, look at verse 31. And we're going to look at verse 31 in the Amplified and 32. All right. You see that? I want you to get there. Matthew 12, 31. <clears throat> Watch this. Therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy, every evil, abusive injury, speaking or indignity against sacred things, that's holy things, will be 
forgiving people, but blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will. Did you all see that? Now watch this. Look at the next verse because you got to see this next verse. Whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. <laughs> but whoever speak against the Holy Spirit by attributing the miracles done uh, by me to Satan will not be forgiven. Either in this age. Did you see that? And so in other words, listen, listen. God is making it so hard for you and I, thank you Jesus, to blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. And so, so when you say something, like, I, don't, I don't understand what it is. What, what happens is, is when, when God has sent his son Jesus and, and, and the spirit has performed miracles. And what you have done is if you credit that miracle to the devil and not to God. That's blaspheming. See, blaspheming, watch it, is to totally reject Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. When you say blaspheming against the Holy Spirit, it's because the Holy Spirit comes to do only what it is told. Now watch this. I did not say be disobedient to God. But if you totally reject Jesus, meaning that I will not believe I will not believe that Jesus saved you. I will not believe that it is Jesus who had performed the miracle. It came from the devil. That is blasphemy. So you need to know that for a word. And so he makes it very difficult. I did not say being disobedient. I did not say fall short. I did not say make some mistakes. Because we all make some mistakes and fall short. And what that is called in Ephesians chapter 4 and 30 is called greed. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. Look at it. Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 30. Ephesians chapter 4. Look at verse 30. And it says what? And do not what? Grieve the Holy Spirit of God. But seek to what? By whom you were what? Sealed. Y'all know what a seal is. You got it. <laughs> huh? I say, by whom you were sealed and marked, branded as what? God's own for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the, the consequences of what? Sin. So, in other words, grieve. Now, when it says grieve the Holy Spirit, it, it talks about hurt, which means here, how do we hurt the Holy Spirit? We hurt the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, we seal with it. It's in me. I got the Holy Spirit, so how do I hurt? We, we hurt him by sinful deeds. Yeah, sinful deeds. Now, hurt him by sinful deeds. The lying, never forgiving, stealing, things of all that nature that is of sin. So we grieve the Holy Spirit. We hurt the Holy Spirit. Right? First Thessalonians chapter 5, 19 uh, talks about quitting it. Can we go there real quick? It says... Here it is. Do not quench. And when they talk about quench, it means to subdue or be unresponsive to the working and guidings of what? Now understand this. Now the Holy Spirit, uh, has you need it because it's here for your guide. It, you need it because it's here for your direction. And now the Holy Spirit, now watch this, is like fire. Now remember, and in Ephesians chapter 6, they talk about that uh, we have a shield of faith to be able to block off the fiery darts of the enemy. Our faith rebukes the fiery darts of the enemy. Now watch this. And so the spirit of God that's in us is like a fire. That's why the man of God said, it's like fire 
shut up in my boat. Now watch this, watch this. And, 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 and see, when you're on fire with God, you can be in a conversation and you can just break out and start talking about God. And it'll be on you and the people look at you and say, man, he then took this verse and went on and built a whole sermon. See, when the Holy Spirit is upon you, you get up here and sing. You forget about who's singing with you. And it comes out of your mouth and it's like power. It's like fire. The church catch on fire. And see, when you fill of the Holy Spirit, you get on your knees and you start praying. It feels so good to you. Everything just takes place. You start calling my name, your enemy's name, your sister's name. You start pleading the blood of Jesus. You Some of you, some of you just start switching our tongues see when you get on fire with God that's that fire God said don't quench it don't subdue it don't cover it up don't make it small don't limit it Paul we do that in the church sometimes you won't sing because somebody watching you. You won't preach because somebody ain't saying amen. Don't you quench it. You ought to let God have his way. He placed that fire in you so that you can burn some stuff up. Oh boy, I wish I had somebody to hear me. Huh? So he said, don't quench it. Don't quench it. Don't quench it. Yeah, quench it is, is to do wrong uh, uh, when you know uh, what the right thing to do. Now watch this. Go with me to Luke chapter 3, 21. Luke chapter 3, 21. Luke chapter 3, 21. And I want to place this up and I'm in the Amplified. I want you to write this down. Now watch this. Jesus Christ, here he is. 30 years, years old in his ministry. 30 years old in his ministry. Now remember Jesus Christ. He was God yet all man. Look at this. This takes place because he is saying that a man must be baptized. And after a man has uh, uh, given the evidence of his death, burial, and resurrection that is accepting Christ, then the Holy Spirit will fall upon you. Now, now when all these, when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also what? And while he was praying, the visible heaven was what? And the Holy Spirit descended on him bodily form like a what? And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, my beloved, and you, I am what? And what? Understand that. Now, Jesus Christ, I want to tell you that when the Holy Spirit came on him after baptism, I want you to understand that Jesus Christ was anointed. Somebody say anointed. When the Holy Spirit comes in your life, he anoints you. He anoints you for the work of of the ministry. You hear me today? When you accept Christ as your personal Savior, then the Holy Spirit enters, which anoints you for the work of the ministry. Now, understand this. Watch this. Uh, um, um, I want to go, first of all, write this thing. Christ, uh, uh, it means crystal, meaning anointed one. That's why they say, Christ, they mean Jesus Christ, the anointed one. He was the anointed one. This means Jesus was consecrated, set aside for the work of God. All right? So when you accept Christ, now you're consecrated, set aside for the work of God. And now, I want to show you something in this. I want you to say, first go with me to Acts 10, 38. Go to Acts 10, 38. Three verses I need to go through first real quick. Then I got to hit one or two more and we finish. Go, to, go, go with me to Acts 10, 38. Amplified. Give you the time. You got that? Everybody online should have it. Look what it say. Acts 10, 38. Watch this. Read together. 
how God anointed who? Of Nazareth. With the what? So your anointing is the Holy Spirit in your life. And with what? See, the Holy Spirit has great power. It's the manifester. And went around doing what? And what? All who were by the devil. Because who was with him? Now, you and I have become Christ-like. And we go around. Our work, our service is doing good. And then that's why... When God talks about the uh, greater works and needs shall you do because I go into the Father. He says, I go away, but all the things that I'm doing, you're going to be doing. Why? He says, because you're anointed to do it. The Holy Spirit now is in your life to carry on the assignment. That's why whenever the educational department get together, all kinds of stuff come in their mind to do great things for the youth. It's not them. It is the Holy Spirit. It is the anointing giving ideas. This is what I want to take place. That's why when women of family, women of faith get together, all kinds of stuff come up in their meeting because they're planning what can we do to help the other women. That's why the men get together. That's why the choirs come in rehearsal. They get together and go over a song. They should discuss the song. If the song can help us, does the song have value? Is the song about God? Study the song. Pray over the song. Sing the song with anointing in your own house. Then come to church and sing it. Okay, watch this. Watch this. I'm going to prove it to you what I just said. Uh, Watch this. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm almost finished. Ephesians chapter 4. And and look at verse 11 and 13. Right? Amplified. Almost finished. Ephesians. Ah, Let me go here. I can't barely see that one. All right, go to Ephesians real quick, uh, chapter 4, and go to verse 11. Y'all have that on your screen? Okay, watch this. Ephesians chapter 4, here it is. And his gift to the church was varied, and he himself appointed what? Some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as what? Who speak a new message from God to the people. Some as what? Evangelists. Who spread the word. Good news and salvation. Some as what? Pastors. And what? Teachers. To do what? To shepherd and guide and what? Instruct. And he did this to what? Fully equip and perfect the saints. God's people for what? For work of service to build up the body of Christ, the what? Church. Now, I want you to look at that one, but go to this, go to the, uh, well, um, let me look at uh, verse 13. Until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer reaches to the measure of the fullness of Christ's manifestation his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gift in unity. Now go with me. Look at this next verse. I'm going to expound one, two more, and that's it. First Corinthians 12. Go with me to First Corinthians 12. First Corinthians 12. I'm still looking at uh, uh, the gift that is given, and I want to go to verse 5 and 7. Now this is just in case somebody say I'm not a minister. Huh? This isn't just case those. That's for the preacher, Pastor. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hear you. But that's all right. But look, I want to go 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 5. Now look, here it is. Let's read it together. Let's read it. And there are distinctions, varieties. And what? All right. And? Ways to accomplish, but it is the same who what? In who? Inspiring and what? And pop. Last verse on it. But to each one is given the what? Of the who? The what? And enabling of for the common 
Which means you and I have been given a gift in the Holy Spirit. Huh? I have a gift. You have a gift. Now watch this. Our gift is in us, number one, designed to fight against the devil. See, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. See, the devil can't take it when you operate under the anointing. See, your gift that God has given to you is in the presence of the Holy Spirit. When you accept Christ, you have that gift. And, and the devil can't stop it. So it's given to you to fight against the devil. That's why you got a different gift. You got a different gift. I got a different gift. We're like a military. When we're together, we are strong force. <laughs> and so now watch this. Watch this. That's why, that's why uh, on, on, in October when we get together, and we have our family and friends there, and, and, and we get together. We, we exercise out there all of the ministry. It's nothing but different gifts. Huh? And so what happened is I give fight against the devil. Now, not only that, but now watch this. I give is given because one gift benefit another person. Huh, your gift helped me. My gift helped you. And so we put all the gift together till I got help on my left, help on my right, help on my back, help in the front. Because all of the gifts together is under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And it is to keep us close to God until he calls us home. Okay, okay, now watch this. Because I, I need to get out of here. Now, uh, go with me to... Isaiah 10 and 27, King James Version. Okay, I got it. Three, three more, we out of here. Isaiah 10, 27, this is it. You got it? King James. All right. Isaiah, here it is. That's Isaiah chapter 10, 27. Y'all got it? Amen. And it shall come to pass, this when the Assyrians was raising up against God's children. And I want that's, that's uh, the Assyrian. And it was in all, all over the place. Look what God say. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. And his yoke from off thy neck. Otherwise, I having control over you. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the what? And so what happens with you and I, God tells us, he says, my yoke is what? And my burden is what? So when the anointing comes, the anointing comes to set you free. The anointing comes to deliver you. The anointing comes. So when you have the anointing on your life, Satan can keep you unbound when you're under the influence of the anointing. Yeah, see, the anointing comes to set your mind free. Yeah, he comes to bring you out of the captivity when the anointing comes. See, if you get in your room and just pray till you feel the anointing, he'll set you free from depression. Yeah, the anointing will set you free from oppression. When the anointing gets in your life, it blocks out that, that got you stuck up. They call it stronghold. A stronghold is something that captures your mind. That's all a stronghold is. But when the anointing comes, it brings you out of the captivity of a stronghold. Okay, so now watch this. Watch this. Uh, uh, go with me here. I want to go to Romans chapter 1 and 4. And I want to show you how powerful. And I'm going to read it out of the NLT. And so let me just read it out of the NLT. I want you to uh, know what the anointing did with, with Jesus Christ. Watch this. And this same anointing that's on you. Then we're going to hit one verse and we're out of here. Romans 1 chapter 4. The NLT. And he was shown to be the son of God when he, raised, when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's in the NLT. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the power. That's why you need it. 
If he raised Jesus, he'll raise us. No matter how bad my condition is, the Holy Spirit can bring me out of it. Okay, last one and I'm ready. Watch this. Uh, um, go with me and uh, look at this one verse. Acts 19. Acts 19 2. We're going to go to 6. I'm going to go to Acts 19 2. That's going to be it and we out of here. Acts uh, 19 uh, chapter 2. Uh, Acts chapter 19 verse 2. Now watch this. They were there and these disciples had, a, had repented from John the Baptist uh, and they lived a new life. And what happened, uh, of the men of God, the disciples came. And look what happened. The question was asked, verse 2. Well, I need to go to Amplified. Oh, no, NLT, I'm sorry, NLT. Here it is. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked, uh, uh, no, I'm going to take, no, I better go to Amplified. Let me do that. Y'all have the Amplified? Acts 19, let me stay with you. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe in Jesus as the Christ? Look what he said. And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he asked, in, he asked into, into, what then were you baptized? They said into John baptism. Paul said, John performed a baptism of what? Now, this is important for the church to know. Those disciples, Peter was even one of those disciples. They asked, they asked, oh, he says, well, John's baptism was just for repentance. Continually were telling the people to believe in him who was coming after him. That is to confidently accept and joyfully believe in Jesus, the Messiah and Savior. Now watch this. After hearing this. In other words, what did he get? He got the message about Jesus. Not that he was coming, but that he already came. I need somebody to hear me. It wasn't no longer here now under John. Repent, get ready. No, it's Jesus came. So in other words, because he only heard he was coming, he never received the Holy Spirit. Because it could not come until after you hear who he is. Now watch this. After hearing this, they were what? A what? Again. Huh? This time in the name of who? Did you see that? All right, now. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. And they began speaking in unknown tongue languages. And what? So, uh, it's a need for the Holy Spirit. And then I got to stop here. I got to take a break and I'm, amen, for a, a few days or so. But, but the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is so that that Holy Spirit can constantly minister to you. Minister to you. That Holy Spirit can constantly keep your strength. It, it is your counselor. It is your director. It is your savior. The Holy Spirit is a manifestation. It, it manifests what God wants. The Holy Spirit only comes to speak what God says. And when the Holy Spirit comes, if you ever recognize what you have, Somebody get out of here me today. Not what you don't have. If I can ever get you to connect to what you have inside of you, connect what God has given to you, you'll be somebody. If you ever switch like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and say, wait a minute, greater is he that is in me that's in the world. Wait a minute. I'm acting like I don't have a God. Wait a minute. I'm living like there is no tomorrow. Wait a minute. I will live and not die. I will get a promotion. I will be all right. I will live to see my great grandchildren. Wait a minute, devil. You got to go back to hell from which you came because the power, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is working things on my behalf. Come on, give God some praises. A need 
for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. To roam in your life. Kick the devil out. And say, Holy Spirit, here I am. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. The Bible say, he is real. He is a person. He has a character. He has feelings. He has power. He is God himself. The need for the Holy Spirit. The door of the Lord's house is open. There may be one that's watching us. There may be one that don't know God in the palms of their sins. This is your opportunity to come to him. To give your life to him. Will you do it? Will you do it? Will you do it? Somebody's watching us now. And they want to accept Jesus as their personal savior. Will you do that? The Bible says all you got to do is just believe. Father, we pray now, God, that as we get ready, Lord God, to come to you, we ask you right now to, Lord, usher us in your presence. We ask you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, to usher the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives. Begin to clean, begin to change, begin to manifest. We need you right now, God. We ask you to save our souls, Master. God, we need you in the name of Jesus, God. We do pray and ask. And we all say, amen. I want to go into prayer for the presence of the Holy Spirit to enter your life. Yeah. Brother Preacher, you join me. I need you to believe this. I need you to believe that the presence of the Holy Spirit is manifesting, that he's moving, that he's having his way, and that he's going to do some things for you that you've never done, had done before in your life. I need you to believe that you need God's touch. I need you just to believe that. I need you to believe it, that God's touch can change you, that God's power can have his way in your life. I just need you to believe that. And so I want you to bow with me. I want you to bow with me in prayer, in faith, in believing that God can do the impossible in your life. So wherever you are right now, Father, I'm asking you in Jesus' name, to rest your spirit upon your children. Father, they need to receive you like they've never received you before, Master. Lord, I'm praying, God, that your Holy Ghost, God, your anointing will fall fresh in their minds, God, that whatever is troubled them, right now I command the trouble to cease. Negativity, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Father, I invite you in, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Speak to them. Begin to minister to your children all over this sanctuary. Right now, God, only you know what it is that they're going through. I'm praying now, God, that you would give them power the presence of your Holy Spirit sweet Holy Spirit in Jesus name God we come before you right now in the name of Jesus praying God that you will sit on your children let fire come within them let them feel the fire in their life God I'm asking you right now God that while they're in the condition that they're in that your Holy Spirit will begin to heal them God heal them right now Holy Holy Spirit, speak to somebody who's watching us, somebody who's in their house, somebody who's depressed. I snatched that devil out. Get out of that house. The Holy Spirit is in your house. The Holy Spirit is sinning you. You will live and not die. Father, thank you. We ask it. We welcome you in. In Jesus' name. We decree it done right now. And the body of Christ says, Amen. Why don't you give God a crazy praise? Ah, God, hallelujah. It's often time, whatever you're going to give God, whatever you're going to give God, that opportunity to give God, that opportunity, that opportunity. You know what I like about God? As you get mature in God, Nobody has to prop you up to give to God. See, as you begin to grow in God, you know that every dollar you have came from God. Mm. 
And see, nobody got to make you give to God. You know it's all God's. And that when you don't have, God gives to you. And so if somebody's watching us right now, you go over to your menu, go to give now, and make it your duty to give God something. Make it your duty to bless God out of everything that he gave you. And so as you take it, as you take it, as you have it, and we want to pray over it. Father, we pray now, God, that you would take our seed offering, that you would take our tithes, our first fruit. God, whatever we've given to you from our heart, we beg from you in Jesus' name right now. Give us a great deliverance from it. I'm believing that it's already done in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. And the body of Christ says, amen, amen, amen. All right. On your way out the door, all, all you that did not go online and amen, some have already given by mail, uh, amen, uh, dropped in the box. Uh, you can just drop it in the, in, in the box, uh, on the tithing box on your way out. I want to remind you, listen, this virus is real. Please be careful not to socialize. Watch yourself. Be careful. Be careful. Look, on this coming Thursday, there will be a short, amen, church service at the hour 8 o'clock. One, uh, probably about 45 minutes, amen, for Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. Amen. And so, Bible study will take place on tomorrow night. Amen. I believe one of the ministers are going to be doing the lesson. So, listen. Uh, on your way out the door, you just drop it off. Father God, we pray as we get ready to leave from this place. We ask you to watch over God us and keep us until we all meet again. It's all about you, God, in Jesus' name. And we all say amen. All right, up in the balcony, if you would come and on one of these sides, if you would stand one of these sides, let's open up both doors. Amen. Let's open up both doors, both sides of the doors. Amen. Both sides of the doors. And let's let them go on one side. Amen. And at the top. All right, come on, ushers. Let one side come on and go out. God bless you. Amen.